1: You're listening to Suds, Dino, and the Dogfather, featuring former NHL player Rich Sutter, PGA Tour caddy Dale Valelli, and hosted by former Canadian women's national golf coach Dean Sprittle.
2: Hey, good evening. Welcome to the 18th of July edition of Suds, Dino, and the Dogfather. We have a very special guest on tonight, Milan Lucic. Uh, I'm a huge fan. I'm sure the guys are too, but uh, I'm a Vancouver guy. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> That's maybe good or bad. I don't know, but we'll get to that later on. But I do have uh and again just want to welcome you. Thanks for taking the time. It means a lot to our show. To have, uh, yeah
1: thanks for having me, guys.
2: On. Yeah. And where and so where are you based? So I, I uh came to the party a little late. Where do you, where do you live in the summer? Or tell us about where you are.
1: Uh right now I'm in LA. I'm in Hermosa Beach in California. Uh just have a little beach house here uh yeah just just spending some time here with the family right by the beach and uh just been here for the last month very good did do you do some training or when do you start up yeah you know what i i kind of didn't really stop training i only took i only took two weeks off after the world championships and started training again and this past week i took another little week off and <laughs> and right back at it so there's not much uh there's not much uh time off anymore
2: not like the old days. You play for your uh, take three months off, come and use training camp to get back into shape, Milan.
1: Yeah, that's right. You're <laughs> you're way behind the eight ball if you come exactly. in to get in shape. He's yeah. on the he's
2: same.
3: He's on the same routine as me, Dino. <laughs>
2: <laughs> there's not many beaches in Medicine Hat. Last time I checked, but anyways.
3: Yeah, no, just the workout, the workout routine. Oh yeah,
2: I know what you're alluding yeah. to. Five percent body fat. Does desert blue have a beach. Yeah, there's, no, there's
3: no beaches here. There's There's cactus and grasshoppers. That's about it right now.
2: Yeah, no kidding. Okay, first question if we can, Milan. Here it is for the two guys. Where did Milan get drafted? What number?
4: Well, Boston.
2: But we know what team. What number? Six. Seven. Wrong. Fuck. Milan. Fifty. Fiftieth overall. Well, I'll tell
4: you what, Milan. Milan, you should have been fucking
2: six. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I you agree. were six, I think, Mister Sutter, weren't you? Were you six or seven? I was fourth. I no, Ronnie four. was fourth.
4: I was
3: tenth. Sorry.
2: Yeah. okay. You bit could
3: bit. you could just tell anyone what you guys all looked the same, and it all got drafted back to back to back. You get all you could tell anyone what you were.
2: Okay, Milan. Here's a question for you: Dale Villali and his entire Canadian tour career made fourteen hundred dollars. Did you have more or less penalty minutes in your career than his dollar winnings?
0: Uh,
1: Less.
2: Dale, how is that fucking possible? (laughs) Twelve ninety nine, correct.
3: After you win, after you win a Stanley, after you win a Stanley Cup, they don't call as many penalties on you. Probably, I'm guessing.
1: That's pretty. You know what? Penalties are are not even. Stat like you, it's not even a stat anymore that like you're you're proud of. Back when no. when I started, and and Richie will tell you too. Like if I didn't get a hundred minutes, that means I was soft that year. <laughs> but now nobody even looks or cares about you know penalty minutes.
2: Just us old hockey fans. Yes. Um. Last question: What year did Milan win the Memorial Cup?
3: Oh, I'm gonna say.
4: Two thousand, Richie. two thousand two. I'm not that. Well, old. I, I can't remember Come what. It is, but I do I, I, yeah. I can tell you one of his line mates was two thousand
2: seven. Really? Okay. Yes, sir. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. K K okay, Dean. My bad, I, I My
4: said, bad. Dean. dropped a little, uh, little cue last week. Who was one of his teammates? Leopard's boy.
2: On what team? That is,
4: the Giant Family Giant reunion
2: coming up here in the next on the couple Vancouver of weeks. Vancouver Giants. Who would that be? Not come Roost. Come on,
4: Leopard's boy. Not Roost. No, come on. I, t- I told you. I slipped a note to you. I slipped a little cue to you there last I week. I couldn't read what
2: the hell you were writing. You're like a dog. What I, I said,
4: I said, I said, we're reaching out to Luchs. We're getting loot, and I said, yeah. his teammate, Memorial Cup winner, Leopard's Alberta boy. Come on. Judd Blackwater. Oh, for fuck's sake, Dale. You're <laughs> so part that fucking move. <laughs> He's like <group>. in
3: Kelowna. <laughs> he was Cavaliers. <laughs>
2: Spencer was Mahatchik. He? Who? Benjamin Mahatchik. Oh, yeah, right. I know, Spencer. Yeah, sure. God, I forgot all about that. Very good. I mean,
3: Looch, Looch. Luch, I grew up playing golf. I didn't grow up playing hockey. I apologize. They they always throw me under the bus in, in the quiz game here. It's bullshit.
2: Hey, I grew up in Scotland, never heard of hockey. And then now I got to get up to speed since 1989. So Milan, my history, I moved to Vancouver in 89 and uh, was a huge Canuck fan. Of course, I'd never seen hockey before. And they, they take me to a game and Pavel Bury grabs the puck behind the net and everybody in the building stands up and it was it was electrifying. I'm not impressed, by the way, that you uh, managed to beat the Canucks in seven games in 2010-11. I'm just going to let that slip for now. (laughs) But here's the last question. Who is the goalie that played for Vancouver for two of the games and lost them both? Obviously not Luongo. Kirk McLean. Nope. (laughs) will know. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Corey Schneider.
2: Yeah, they put Schneider in for two games and he lost – Eight one and four nothing.
3: Hey, hey, Luch. One, I'm only one. One hockey story comes from me. Do you remember when Pavel Bure elbowed Shane Sherlin? They called it the mother of all elbows.
1: Yeah, and you know what's funny that he didn't even get a penalty on that play because that was today. If that was today, that would be minimum twenty five games. Oh, really? My, kidding.
3: my uncle told me that that whoever Batman or whoever whoever it was back then called him was like, "Yeah, you got to stay away from him." Blah blah blah. blah. It's like, fuck that.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> he could be full of shit too, maybe. But
2: that was an incredible series, though. Down three-one, winning game seven.
3: I try not to remember that, and Chirla doesn't remember it either.
2: At uh, least yeah, I got to sure. ask
4: you when you went back to Vancouver for game seven. Uh, the focus of the group, and especially someone like yourself being a hometown boy, uh, was it difficult, especially with uh, so much family around?
1: Uh, You know what? By that time, it was our fourth game in Vancouver, because we obviously started the series game one and two, and then went back for five. I think it was uh, difficult. Yeah, it it kind of wore off as the series went on. Uh, So, in in Game Seven, it was it was obviously all business. I think the the first two games, I was maybe a little bit worried about. Okay, I got to make sure this person's here, this person's here, this person's here. But by the end, it was you know, it was just my grandparents, my parents, my two brothers, my uncle, and and my girlfriend, who's my wife now. Uh, yeah, and and they were the only ones there for for Game Seven. So by that time, it was you know, like I said, it was the fourth game in Vancouver that series, so we just, you know, we're just, I, I was just focused on winning the game, no distractions, none of that type of right. stuff, so. And you so, yeah. touched them pretty
2: good in that game seven, didn't you? Four nothing.
1: It, well, and I was just going to say, too, I think out of all the games, uh that was probably, like, the most calm we were going into a game, You know, uh, you know, in Vancouver. The first ones we were kind of a little bit too riled up for and what we lose one nothing, three two, one nothing, and then we finally, you know, have a good start. Oh, we man. scored the first goal and we were able to settle down after that. And yeah, it was uh you know, it's 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 a day and, and a time I'll always remember.
2: How about this yeah. question? How many goals did the Canucks score in the entire series? Lowest Eight. In NH- eight. eight. Lowest in NHL history. Eight
1: goals. And Seven they say games. that we cheated. <laughs> and, and everyone says that we cheated, but they only scored eight goals in seven games. Yeah, yeah. There's always right. somebody.
4: So you guys, you guys that night, uh, Luch. You guys would have spent the night, and obviously flew home the next day. Um, probably did not obviously get to bed, but with all the the, the outside noise on the streets, it had to have been tough to swallow. As much as it was to, proud to win a cup, but to see what was going on in your hometown.
1: Well, it's it's actually really funny. We were uh because everything was eight o'clock Eastern time, it was so it was a five o'clock local time, uh, in Vancouver. So the game probably ended around seven forty, 740, seven forty five. And then we probably were in the dressing room by 9 o'clock, and, you didn't and know. I remember yeah, but you know what? We were actually flying home no matter what. Oh, okay. uh, so oh, we did not really? stay in Vancouver that day. Wow. And to- and to be honest we were uh we were too busy celebrating and partying so you know we had a we had heard a little bit about what was going on and and as you know you know when you're in a when you're in a row dressing room there's there's no windows you know you're not yeah. you yeah. it's just what's in between the four walls and that's it so you're kind of just focused on that so we had heard rumbles and whatnot kind of what was going on but we didn't know what was significantly going on but they definitely made us cut our celebrating short, and I remember Johnny Busek going up and and he and he turned the music off and he said, "Hey, time to go." There's a riot outside, and <laughs> this was at midnight, and we were like, "Ah, oh, fuck off, Chief!" You know, like you didn't you're believe ruined our party. You wouldn't yeah, have done him. this, and hey, you wouldn't have done this in '72. You know, we were kind of going at Chief for that. But anyways, but anyway, obviously uh uh Chief made the right call by, by turning the music off. And then and then, you know, I didn't really didn't see anything about what was going on until the next day. Obviously it's unfortunate that it got to the point that it got to, but but yeah, I mean it just you know and you it, guys
4: would you guys would have taken a definite route from where everything else was happening with an escort to the airport anyways.
1: Yeah. So a good thing was because of where Rogers is is located, we were kind of
4: we didn't away have to go, from
1: the downtown. Yeah, we had so we just jumped right on Canby Bridge and, yeah, and headed up to the yeah, yeah, jumped across that way. So we didn't see we we didn't see any of it at all. To be honest, so, then you, we, you've
3: probably seen people jumping off the bridge. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that
2: was the connect players. That was the connect players. The only yeah. trouble with the connect they jumped off the bridge and didn't, didn't hit the water that was and the only they haven't they, and they
3: haven't returned since
2: okay again'm just, just,
3: just joking
2: Milan were you a
1: connect fan as a kid i was uh i was a connect fan uh you know you talked about pablo bray I mean every kid my age loved them growing up especially in the 90s uh I mean I was only like six years old when they had their 94 run but you know, I, I mean, everyone in Vancouver was a Canuck fan back then. But I think I, I think mostly because, you know, back in our day, there was no, there was no NHL center ice, so you, you, you weren't watching any other team sure. other than the team in your city. So we were, you know, that's why I think it's a lot you know. more, yeah. And then you know, Dean, I bet you remember what sports page and all that type of stuff back in the day. And and that's you kind of just got local service and all that was it. And then, I mean, you got a hockey night in Canada, which was the Leafs. And most people from Vancouver are, don't like the Leafs. And yeah. so yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> I I was definitely a Vancouver fan growing up. You know, loved uh, Burray and Linden and that crew. And then you know into like Marcus Naslund and and yeah. Todd Bertuzzi and and those guys that were in the early two thousands that were you know guys that I I really watched a lot as a teenager. So. Yeah, I was a big Canuck fan and um, had a lot of fun watching them growing up.
2: This is how old I am, Milan. I ran the press lines in game five and six of the 94 Stanley Cup final against the Rangers. So, really uh, Tim you know Keaton. what, I, would,
3: what Tim, I was thinking there there's no was that, there. not being able to watch hockey, but I was pirating games back then. I was actually pirating two things.
4: <laughs> 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 just, just joking. So, so, Luch, I get next question got to ask you. Winning the cup in L.A., different, obviously, uh, different timeline in your career, but was it emotionally uh, high? Was it as exciting, as gratifying as it was the first one?
0: Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments.
1: uh at that time. Uh actually I, I i missed I missed it by one year. So I didn't win one in LA. Didn't do oh, you your homework. You didn't got, do your homework. I got there a year late, Rich. So
4: uh <laughs> Well my bad because I was convinced you did. <laughs> no, no, I missed it by one year unfortunately. This so in so, so so for over. You.
3: Yeah.
4: So your favorite coach trade for you in hopes of winning that second one?
1: Yeah, and you know what, you know what sucks? That was one of the best teams I was on. You know, that was like Jonathan Quick had forty wins. Uh, you know, we had Kopitar Carter and Vincent Le down the middle. Uh, you know, Toffoli had his first thirty gold season. And, you know, we were we were deep uh that was a year Doughty won his Norris trophy. Uh and we were we were actually one of the best teams that I've ever been on. And and if you ask me, you know, if I could pick a team that I could probably say that I've been on that would have or should have won a Stanley Cup. It was probably that 15-16 LA Kings team, but we ran into a couple injuries in the first round, and, and San Jose was hungry. You know, they kicked their ass in five games. You know, they were coming back at a, at the Kings for two years before when, you know, when they were up 3 nothing, and the Kings came back yeah, and then going fine. to win the Stanley Cup. So, you know, they had a lot of momentum, and they you know, they, they really gave it to us in those five games in that first round. So that was I love I love I, Vinny Le I, I,
4: I do have to tell you, Luke, that one thing I was very, very, very proud of what you did this spring. And uh you know, going going over the team Canada doing what you did and just not how doing what you did, but what you accomplished and and to put yourself in a position that you're at today to now you know, to win a gold medal coming off a of, Probably, uh, you know, somewhat of a, a a tough season, but going in finishing year on a high, like you did with, with your country winning the gold medal and now to come full circle, come full circle and to be back where it all started.
1: Well, yeah, thank you. It definitely feels good. So yeah, you know what? I'm happy I got to experience the world championships too. It was my first time I experienced it. So to get the gold medal and, uh, bring it back to Canada. I think we passed now the USSR and Russia in gold medals all time in the World Championships with that win, so it's cool to be a part of that group, too. And, and you were yeah. a big part of it.
4: That's what I
3: want you to
1: know. You yeah, no, you were. were. And, you, and you had some of awesome.
3: your buddies there, too.
1: Yeah. Got to do it with Uyghur and Tofoli. so it was, it was a lot of fun. So,
4: so Tofoli, he's so, good, hey? So, sign, sign with Boston, was it a was it a reach-out thing from your end, or is it was it a mutual thing off the hop? Uh,
1: well, they reached out to me. Uh, Don Sweeney did, and, he, you know, he asked me if I had any interest coming back. And, you know, I mean, why wouldn't I want to go back to where I had the most success in my career and, you know, a place that feels like home, Uh, you know, because I got there as a 19-year-old kid and, you know, spent most of my 20s, basically all of my 20s you know, in Boston. So, you know, it was uh no no brainer for me to reunite with Boston and it's pretty cool too. I get to be a part of their century season. It's their hundredth season this oh, year. Awesome. So Oh that's sick. Yeah. And then you know what it's kinda, you know, uh written in the stars too. My seventeenth season, you know, I you know, wearing seventeen, getting to be a part of this hundredth a hundred season. So it's just uh, really awesome that I get to do that back in Boston.
4: Well one thing that I regretted in my career was um not having my kids old enough to know and understand <laughs> what I did for a living um to get to where I got in my at that stage of my life and my career and your kids are easily um, pass that into a stage where they get it and to bring them back to where it all started for you um when you were there as a as a young man basically on your own but to come back and now bring your family back is going to be a really really Cool thing for you to be able to accomplish and have and have fun with
1: yeah and like you said my my kids now are 10 and 5 so you know they're they're old enough to remember me as an nhl player but you know they're not none of them are old enough to remember me as a boston bruin and you know i think if you ask a lot of people you know and you talk to them about me you know they they'll tell you you know they remember me the most as a Boston Bruin and sure. you know my 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 kids never got to really see me play as a Boston Bruin, or don't remember me as a Boston Bruin so to get to get to do that now at the age that they are you know it just adds to it all and uh, well one cool thing this year back in November early in the season my wife actually brought my two daughters out to Boston to watch the game when we played Calgary against uh, against Boston. And it was pretty good, cool too. And as you know, Daryl, Daryl's a family guy. You know, I was like, hey, Daryl, you know, wife and kids are coming out. Do you mind if I have the girls, you know,
4: around the, in the room,
1: in the dressing room, you know, for pregame skate and all that type of stuff? And obviously, Daryl's like, yep. You know, he didn't even have to think twice about it. And, you know, he, he obviously understands it all. And that's one thing that he says too. He wishes, you know, his kids were old enough to remember him play. And uh, that's one thing that I'm really grateful for too. Well, soak in every freaking memory you can get
4: there this year, and have a great year. Yeah, so nice, hey, thank you.
3: So if you win uh you win another Stanley Cup this year. They they fucking they probably have to retire that number seventeen there.
1: Eh? <laughs> well, we'll see. We got a lot. We got a lot of work to do, but we'll. That'd see. That'd be
4: number two,
1: Rich. It would be. Well, yeah.
4: well, Luch will tell Stan Jonathan that that's his number, and that if they win it, that's mine.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: That's good. So Milan, are a golfer as well? We always talk a little bit of golf on the show. Uh, you
1: What's know your what? Golfing I experience? I, I've, I've, I hadn't been that big of a golfer. I mean, obviously, I watch it when it's on TV. But uh, once once COVID hit, I kind of you know picked up golf a lot more, started playing a lot more. Uh, just getting my, especially my oldest daughter, into golfing lessons. So you know, taking her out golfing and stuff like that. But cool. you know what? You know before before you know four or five years ago i was having a hard time even breaking 100 you know and and i never even applied myself to it i didn't (laughs) yeah and and you know what i grew up i grew up with you know uh parents that were from uh you know eastern europe they didn't play golf you know my dad never took us golfing because he had never golfed so you know i never played it growing up so i didn't have much interest in it but uh you know like I said, once COVID hit, I you know I, I kind of got into it and all that type of stuff, and started playing a lot more. And you know now I, you know, bro, f- you know started consistently breaking a hundred and shooting in the mid nineties, and now you know consistently breaking ninety. So you know I you know before I don't think I I, I found a joy in it because yeah. it was too hard and losing too much balls and all that type of yeah. stuff, and I was just like like. It's a fucking waste of time, and a waste of money. Yeah. What am I wasting my time here, here for? Five hours, yeah. But then, then you know, out, what?
3: hey, th- then you figured yeah, out you fi- that you yeah. could drink a bunch and then eat a hot dog <laughs> at the turn, and that's <laughs> well, how Well, I was we, doing that before. Connected was
1: through hot dogs, Milan. <laughs> yes. But, yes,
2: that's maybe yeah. why you're shooting that's 100. You're eating right too there. many hot dogs,
1: Milan. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but you know what? Th- then you start hitting good shots, and you you you, you know you realize the the beauty of the game you know being out in nature and 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 you know just just you know playing the game for for what it is and and yeah so i i've i've grown a lot liking to it the the last i would say 4 years sure. uh, unfortunately this summer i've been really busy so i've only played like four times it sucks but, sure. but yeah you know it's uh it's a sport that i've that i've really grown to love in the last couple of years and i'll definitely continue to play it uh you know as life goes on Especially with your so, daughter, so, my daughter, a,
3: my daughter. My a, daughter
2: got a I'm a caddy, stars. hey,
1: so I'll find you need to I keep telling you, you need to get me out there and give me some tips.
2: Yeah, my daughter played hey, all her life. She's done very well. That I'm one.
3: like so, the, the caddy from the couch, you know?
2: <laughs> it's fine if he can't leave Canada, <laughs> Milan, he's your guy, okay? If he's oh, so, 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 in Canada, he's your guy.
4: <laughs> so thoughts down the yeah. road, Milan? Um, like, settling down somewhere i mean you've been you've been in some pretty good spots, and obviously you've been in some i mean I shouldn't say pretty good awesome spots boston l a briefly up in calgary uh any thoughts uh, where you you
1: guys are thinking about
4: settling down in states Canada
1: uh, I don't know I don't know for sure right now, but you know what i i i'm gonna i'd love to see how it is being back in Boston and you know I feel like that's a place where you know, like I said, I, I, I—that's a feel like I. Uh, that's a place where my heart has always been, you know. And the, for the right. last since I've been nineteen years old, so you know, that's probably a place that I would try first for to, to settle. Sounds, you know, sounds
3: like it's but but ah uh, 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 st- <laughs> <laughs> Hey Milan,
2: so how much of it? So I moved from Scotland when I was twenty-four to Vancouver, like the end of the world for me culturally. So, for a 19 year old boy, how did you manage in Boston when you first arrived there at 19? A lot of distractions, right?
1: Uh, I wouldn't say a lot of distractions, but it was definitely a culture shock. (laughs) You know, uh, it was a culture shock. You know, they still have a very, you know, uh, Irish, you know, uh, population, big Italian population, uh, very passionate about their sports. You know, they like, you know, coming from Vancouver. You know, you don't realize how, you know, Vancouver's a new city. Vancouver doesn't have much of a history, even though it has a history. Then you get to Boston, and Boston's one of the oldest cities in, in North America. The cities in the world. Yeah, yeah. and, yeah. you know, there's still cobblestone and and all that type of stuff. And, you know, they, they, they still have that great accent that they talk with, and which I had to get used to because people were telling me when I got there, oh, you have an accent. Where are you from? And I was looking at him like, what are you talking about? I have an accent. You guys have an accent. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and whatnot. But it was it was a culture shock for sure because, and you know what, the East Coast is, you know, East Coast is is, is no joke. It's it's a fast-paced, you know, type of living. Uh, you know, people act a certain way. You know, like the people in Massachusetts are called mass holes for a reason. So I had to figure that all out. <laughs> You got to and, get, uh, you gotta get used some, to
3: your clam chowder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you
1: know, all yeah, and and all that type of stuff. So so yeah, it was something that was, you know, a big adjustment. But you know, I got used to it and I loved it. And like I said, it it's it feels like it's like I'm going home in a sense.
2: Sure, and you, you got do you. sports in the city, right? The Patriots, the the Celtics, fun city, uh, hey uh, All sports. What, I on.
3: want to interrupt and tell you this: you guys rate this this sports trip. It's my best sports trip of all time. Was in Boston. I went for I went to Vegas. I came home from uh, the Presidents Cup. I think it was the Presidents Cup in Australia. Maybe it wasn't the Presidents Cup. No, it was something else. The World Cup, and went to Vegas for four days. And then I did a Thursday night overnighter and did Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Friday did, did Red Wings at Boston. So that matchup. It is Saturday night. did Cavaliers. At Celtics wow. Sunday, did Vikings at Pats and then flew down to Monday night for uh, uh, Washington, Philly. Wow, best sportship I've ever been on. It's pretty
4: good, it's
2: pretty didn't
3: nice. see you
4: though, Milan. That was after your time. Well, <laughs> I gotta ask you when you when you start in Boston, do you rely on a uh, an old friend of mine to help you along uh, off the ice, personally? Max Offenberger
1: Yeah, yeah, Max is aw- Max is awesome. I still talk to Max and uh, I'm excited to reunite with him. He I, you know, I've kept in touch with him these last 8 years even though uh, I hadn't been a Bruin, but uh, I've always kept in touch with Max. I didn't uh, I didn't uh, I didn't spend a lot of time with him. I would say my first year or two, but it was really my 3rd year when I got injured and it was the first time I had been injured, you know, where I had suffered like uh, uh, you know, some serious injuries where I missed a lot of time. And what a lot of people don't know, when you're injured in pro sports, you kind of feel like you don't, you're, you're neglected and you're not a part of the team. You're, yeah, you're isolated. You're by yourself. Uh, You know, yeah, it it can become a depressing time. And that, that, you know, that's kind of the moment when I started, uh, you know, getting closer with, with Maxie and, and after that, you know, We've been really good and really close ever since. So, yeah, you know, I'm really lucky to have him in my life as well. That's for sure.
4: He he was great for myself and junior, actually, and my wife, Rhonda. And uh, uh, we've stayed in touch. I think he's a wonderful human being, him and his wife, Susie. Just good people. And when you see him, uh, give him a hug and then a slug. Thomas for me.
1: I will for sure. (laughs) He'll love that for sure.
2: So, so uh, Milan, don't want to take much of your time up again. It's been unbelievable to chat with you. We wish you all the best. I just need to ask everybody in the group here, who's their picks for the Open Championship? Milan, you go first.
1: You uh, like? Royal I'm Liverpool. I'm gonna... <laughs> Yes. Did, didn't, did Rory win there last time? He did. So okay, so bet, I'm going to go gonna
2: with the... Ewan, you're to... better at this trivia than Dale is. I'm going yeah. with
3: Rory again. I'm going
1: with Rory yeah. every single Milan's week. got
2: Rory. You've got to go with someone else.
1: Uh, Fuck. I'll take. No, I'll, I'll take, go with Sheffler. Yeah. You can have Rory. I'll go with Scotty Sheffler.
2: That's a good pick, too. I'm
1: going to take Fleetwood.
2: Tommy Fleetwood, home 10 boy. Richie? Tommy, the one is first, hey.
4: I'm going Tommy to first, eh? I'm gonna go. You know, seeing you guys pick my first two picks, I'm going to go with Tyrell Hatton. Oh, I like All that. Right.
2: When's the last time an Englishman won the British Open in England? Never. 1970. Well, that Jacqueline. feels like, that's like never to us, Dean. Whoa. <laughs> that's me. A long time ago. <laughs> yeah. John Rom.
3: That's okay, that your John pick? Rom.
2: John Rom, Rombo. All right. Awesome. Okay, we'll send you the 20 bucks if you're right, Milan, with Rory. All right, no, thank you're a you. are Sheffler, eh? Yes, <laughs> Canadian of course. Thanks Milan. <laughs> Thanks right. Milan. Thank Thanks guys. boys.
1: Thanks for listening to Suds, Dino and the Dogfather. Tune in next week and be sure to check out www.theporkmissile.com for merch and more.
4: Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.